Hello, welcome back. This is State of Play, a Cricket World Cup podcast. And look, it's midnight. The game is just finished. The first semi-final, India versus New Zealand. And what a game we're with. Oh. We're going to make no apologies. This is, we're just going to do a quick recap. And we're going to make no apologies that this is going to be a bit of a mess because that was one of the all-time games. And <laughs> wow. where do we start now? What, what, what happened? <laughs> oh, well, 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 first of all, apologies to our listeners. Uh, getting this episode via mobile phone conversation, but you know, desperate times call for desperate measures. <laughs> yeah. Oh <laughs> my goodness! Look, last night, semi-final one, New Zealand v India. New Zealand by far were the underdogs going into this clash. New Zealand's top order was dubbed unpredictable and unreliable, and that sure as hell played out yesterday. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about the New Zealand innings, you know more broadly in a second, because I think there's a lot to unpack here. But New Zealand posted 238. It's funny, because part of me is like, look, of course on paper that never looks like it's going to be enough. But in a World Cup semi-final where pressure does funny things to the human mind, that is absolutely something to bowl at. Rain interfered, which, you know could have turned things on its head because New Zealand were just starting to go yesterday uh, when the rain came. The day's play was moved back by a day. So good on the ICC for, uh, I guess, you know, making the call at the last minute to actually move the game to today. Well, you know, to the the following day so that Mm. the full 100 overs could actually be completed for the match. India, that's India start their innings go three wickets down within the first four overs. In the, the most unreal point. of circumstances. The pitch was just like... It, it was like it was like a, a, a Indians brought the curry with them because it was spicy. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, man. I mean, there's a lot of curry. Those first 15 overs, the pit, you could tell the pitch had just been like brewing under the covers there. Absolutely. Uh, Matt Henry in particular, but Trent Bold as well got one to jag back and, and, and snag Brad Coley. And, and Lockie Ferguson was genuinely unplayable. There was absolutely no way the Indian top order were going to be able to get him away. Rishabh Pant began, though, to lead some sort of what looked like it might have been a bit of a pitiful resistance. And at one stage, India there were floundering at, I think... On stage, they're about six for 72, and it felt like the Australia situation again. New Zealand had Australia on the ropes in a very, very similar situation. They had mm. the West Indies on the ropes in a very, very similar situation, and just like those past two situations, out comes Jadeja joining forces with Dhoni. Dhoni did what he did and looked after his average and ticked over the strike, while Jadeja just played one of, I would argue, the great... It was Michael Bevan-esque. It was his, uh, extremely... So many similarities with what Bevan would do there, with like just attacking one or two key balls every couple of overs, which is what Bevan did. He he was an accumulator more than a smasher, absolutely. And, which, which is essentially what Jadeja did. And I, can I? I just want. Um, it's interesting you point to the Australia and the West Indies games because I think Kane Williamson could possibly come under criticism for kind of letting the game slide. But I want to point to a key moment where Nisham, i.e. the fifth bowler. Um, who, who'd been going at more than the run of ball, needed to bowl three more overs, but uh, Williamson actually brought on Lockie Ferguson to try and make mm. things happen. And he Held him back. Ferg- he, well, he, bowled, he kept bowling Ferguson, and uh, not that he took the wicket there, but he actually bowled a few really good overs, a spell of three overs before coming back and, and making the final 
uh, incision, I guess, um, in, the, in the the penultimate over. Um, but I think Kane Williamson did a really good job of keeping the pressure on the Indians. It was like an arm wrestle, just uh, like the swings and, uh, oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, there, was, there, was, there was an over there. So Jadeja and Dhoni put on about 110 before mm. uh, Jadeja with about, oh, I'm going to say... With, it was in the final, it was in the, I think the fourth last over and India needed to go at about 13 and over and Dhoni mm. was letting Jadeja be the run getter and the pressure was just a little bit too much for Jadeja and he did the thing that he needed to do which was go after go after one that was uh, pitched a little bit shorter. Unfortunately for him, skied it straight into the hands of Kane Williamson. I just want to say, absolute credit to the camera work. Um, you know, skipping to Kane Williamson's face moments before he took, like, potentially, yep. I, I was going to say, potentially the most important uh, wicket of the game. However, then Dhoni began finally doing what everyone seems to say he has always done, which is smash it. Finish. Something I've never, <laughs> something I've never really had the privilege to witness as a as a cricket observer, if I'm honest. But then, following over, uh, I think Ian Ian Smith on the call, absolutely screaming as Dhoni goes for the second, a risky second, takes on the arm of Martin Guptill. Martin Guptill from backward square, absolute ping at the stumps, direct hit, Dhoni gone, pretty much game over in the, the context moment, of the game. In the, the context of the game. Of the World Cup. Absolutely. absolutely. Uh, one of, well, not, not only the, one of the greatest runouts in terms of He's, he's got to ping it. Like he's, it's not just accuracy, but it's pace. He's got like maybe one and a half if that stumps to aim at. A direct hit is the only thing that's going to do it because he's, he's, like, he's out by one or two frames when the ball hits. Not only in terms of the skill, but in terms of the moment because Dhoni, having had hit a six already that over, looked like it, the, the game was still in the balance, right? While Dhoni's in there. It was more than in the happen. balance. I, I reckon I agree with what Ian Smith said about two hours before mm, before mm. the Jadeja dismissal. Smith said he was actually saying you know, New Zealand, sorry, not New Zealand, India are potentially favourites. Well, not potentially India. He was saying India were favourites because it was T20 cricket. That I think mm, the final mm. 50 they needed to get off, 27 deliveries or something. Absolute in the slot, if I can use that term, for what the Indians, you know, are basically making their bankroll off doing, essentially. Right, and and it got to the point where the partnership with Jadeja and Dhoni was kind of satisfactory enough that another, like, um, whoever was in next, I think it was um, Kumar at that stage, or maybe Chahal, either Kumar or Chahal, was able to come out and at that stage possibly could have won it just by hitting a single to either Dhoni or Jadeja, but... You know, for Guptill, he's had one of the most torrid series I think he's ever had. Oh, um, him and Hush and Marmalade need to get a beer together yeah. and just have a laugh well, together about this, this season. Well, I mean, for Guptill to, to impact the game in such a way, I mean, it, it was one of those just on-your-feet moments. And, and Ian Smith called it. If, if you weren't enjoying, like, what we witnessed just then, then cricket's not the sport for you. But I just can't <laughs> imagine anyone watching that. My, my sister-in-law was actually watching with us we were away on holidays, hence the phone call, and uh, we woke her up from uh, from the shouting, and she came up and begrudgingly actually watched the rest of the game. So I think it's a testament to just well, how good that was. 
Well, well, my wife was uh, was has been sound asleep, and as listeners might have picked up, I have been well and truly on the New Zealand bandwagon for this yeah. tournament. <laughs> I, I, I've got to say, I did. I think in my opinion, in our last episode, I proclaimed in the way that I have a habit of doing that New Zealand were no longer contenders yeah. <laughs> for the World Cup. But I will also, right. I would, I would also like to point out that I said right at the beginning that the New Zealand bowling attack is the thing that I thought initially would win them the trophy. And I'm coming back to it now. This, what we saw just then from New Zealand, when it mattered on the big stage, a lot of people criticise the World Cup for the fact that, you know, you can sort of engineer the way that the competition is structured in order to get through to the finals. And then all you need to do is have a couple of good days. And, and it is admittedly frustrating. But my goodness, when that when that run out happened, I'm in a similar situation. Well, I'm not away on holidays, but yeah, my wife is fast asleep in in the bedroom, and I I let out an, a, a shriek, and she, I think she thought, I don't know, I think she thought I stepped on a spider or something. It was yeah. it was but yeah, it was one of those it was one of those screams that you you muffle straight away, so it just sounds like a yelp, like you've burnt yourself while trying to cook. Yeah, it was. I mean, I mean, New Zealand and World Cup semi-finals, my goodness. It's becoming a bit of a thing now, isn't it? Well, interestingly, before today, I think their record was 1-7, and seven, maybe, in World Cup yeah, semi-finals. Okay, but, okay. I reckon I, 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 I can blow through these. Hang on a sec. Sorry, very quick tangent. Now, hmm. against England in 79, if I'm not wrong, I think it's the first time that they made the semis. Yeah. I and 92... I don't think they made him again until 92, potentially 89, but definitely 92. Against Pakistan, um, was it? Against Pakistan. Pakistan, I don't, I, I don't actually know what happened in that game. All I know from the 92 World Cup is uh, England. Pakistan. I'm barely getting through. Um, well, England and Pakistan played the final in 92. That's true. That, 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 that's true. Um, 99 against Pakistan again. 2003 against India. No, 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 no. Oh, you know, you're right, you're right, you're right. It was, it yep. was the grand final of the Australians against India. Yeah, 2007 against against uh, Sri Lanka, if I'm not wrong, or is it against Australia in 07? It could be Australia. I think it's Australia. I can't remember who we played. We played Sri Lanka in the final. Yeah, and I'm, I'm pretty sure in, 20, in 2011 it was Sri Lanka. And then, of yep. course, then, 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 then the famous uh, Eden Park victory over South Africa. Yeah, so now they're yeah. two from eight. So, like, there's a bit of baggage there. Mm-hmm. Look, um, I mean, what a game. But yeah. we've got to uh, pick ourselves up and, and uh, get ready for another huge clash tomorrow. Let's just wrap oh. this one quickly. It's late. I want to go to bed. <laughs> what yeah, can we yeah, expect no. tomorrow? Well, I think we can expect rain tomorrow, unfortunately. So... Again, I, I, I got a text from uh, one of my mates during this game saying how good is QDI cricket. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and I think, I think we, we might, might have seeing... another one on the cards. Well, the, the crazy thing that we've got with this, Eng- with this England-Australia matchup is I would say England go into this as the clear favourites. This is the yeah. best chance they have ever had to make a World Cup grand final. Australia are limping. They're wounded. They've got some great backup coming into the squad with Peter Hanscom, uh, Maddie Wade, and mm. who's the third person who's been added into the squad? Oh, Mitchell Marsh, of course. Marsh, yeah. I don't think Marsh will play. I don't think Wade will play, but um, no. Langer is all bit concerned that Hanscom is going to come in for Stoinis. For Stoinis, absolutely. You know, I think that 
given the way England uh, England play their brand of cricket, which is mm. basic, which is just to go at tenor 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 over from day dot, I don't mm. think that Australia. This is a very very controversial opinion, which again. It's state of play, folks. If you haven't gotten used to it by now, hello, I'm Alistair. I'm one of the hosts, and this is, this is something that's, that's a regular thing. I yeah. think Smith out for Wade for that kind of situation oh. at this point in the tournament, given Five the way days. Matthew Wade's been seeing the ball, I think oh. would not be something that I would think is a bad idea. The only thing is, I, I feel like if you've got a like Maxwell and Smith are the two underperformers. Maxwell Smith join us have all been underperforming. Um obviously up the front we've been good with our openers and with um Kawaja as well. Um, even though it's been shuffled around the, the order. Um mm. Carey's obviously been probably our best batter of the whole thing. Oh Carey's been a revelation. Oh, four, for five Australia. and six. Smith, um, Maxwell join us <laughs> in any order really. Um I think between those three Joiners has got to go first. Hands comes in. Absolutely. And I think I it's Maxwell. Go. I think it's Maxwell before Smith. And you're and, bringing and, in and, someone. And you play Lyon or someone. No, no, no. I'm saying. I mean, yeah, they'll play Lyon anyway. But I think if, if Wade's coming out, I think he's going to be for Maxwell. I mean, look. If anyone, if anyone listens to this podcast is a true blue OG status like fan, then then you'll realise that the prospect of Matty Wade being parachuted oh, in for the semi-final of a Cricket it, World it, Cup, <laughs> you've got to understand, it's making right. me think that our podcast might have some special powers. Like, it, it couldn't be oh. more tantalising at all. Like, I mean, I mean, what we just witnessed was extremely tantalising. But I think the biggest question... Okay. I mean, classic Fox Sports style with five burning mm. questions. We've already hit off number one, yeah. what are yeah. Australia going to maybe do. Number two... What are England going to do if their top order fails? Do England have a plan B in this game? Like, what, if, especially if Aaron Finch wins the toss and chooses to bat first. I'll be mm. very, mm. very curious as to seeing how uh, Owen Morgan and his band of merry men play things. Yep. I think plan B for England is Ben Stokes. And plan B wasn't enough for England last game when uh, Australia and England faced each other. Obviously, Mitchell Stark. Snagging that key wicket with a rip of a yorker. And England aren't going to change their lineup all that much. Um, Jason Roy has been one in and out, but that's an injury concern and he's good to go. Is Liam Plunkett going to be concerned to be starting? Mm, I haven't really kept up with England. Um, I think he adds some. He's performed well enough for sure. Um, I I think it's likely. um, I think England's bowling lineup. Yeah, it's going to be uh, Wokes, Plunkett, um, Rashid will play, and um, I guess Mark Woods probably their fourth option. Is yeah. there anyone I'm missing? I mean, Mo and Ali is always there as the all-rounder option, but oh, I he's out of I don't know. If, I don't know if he would be a reliable candidate for this for this kind of affair. I mean, this is this really is a look so, like. It's it's such a moment of reckoning for English cricket in general, in my opinion, for for yeah, like ten yeah. years. And and this is something that I like if I can very, very quickly cast back to the Indian New Zealand game that we just witnessed. 
low-scoring game with these big-name players, pressure does things to people. And I don't think over here in Australia, because we have the Ashes, because we have the Boxing Day test, because we have, you know, even big tournaments like the BBL, we're so used to these huge Mm. landmark Mm. cricketing occasions that we can almost be desensitised to them. Mm. And I, I, I don't... Yeah, you know, like England's biggest enemy, aside from if Aaron Finch wins the toss and chooses to bat first, or the rain, is going to be the cells. Maybe they just need to look yeah. in a mirror yeah. and, uh, I don't know, take the Gary Nichols and smash the <laughs> smash the glass a la some weird fantasy movie style. Who knows? You know, <laughs> look, let's wrap it up there, mate. It, it, there's so much to look forward to still this World Cup. Two huge games to come. I can't wait for them. And before we do close it, yeah, Mars, what what is your pick for England Australia? I think it's I think you're right. Um, as we saw last World Cup, things change, and it's more about experience, level-headedness, performing in the moments that matter. And I think I, I mean, if New Zealand can get over India in, in that context, then I think Australia is surely going to have the edge over England. Yourself? Oh, I'm going to make a, another rash prediction. Australia are going to go through due to the weather. Oh, two two rainouts in a row. It is, it, it's <laughs> something that I, I genuinely think. I just have a feeling in the waters that <laughs> the waters themselves yep. aren't going to favour aren't going to favour the Poms here. That would be that would just be a peak peak English thing to happen. <laughs> but but in all honesty, if we get if we get a hundred overs in. I think that the game will be decided at the toss. I think whoever bats first is going to win this clash. Yeah. Uh, yeah gut instinct. Gut instinct, though. I think England might just have this one, especially given that New Zealand is already confirmed in. So I'm crossing my fingers that we're going to see a World Cup final between two nations who've never had a tilt at the trophy, who've never lifted mm. the trophy before. Mm. Mm. Look, huge stuff to come. We'll catch you on the other side. Till then, my name's Miles Caddy. I'm Alistair Belling. We'll catch you later. <laughs>